Hey everyone, this is JD with my team, My Voice, and you're listening to Victory Ave. In today's episode, we're going to look back at the Mavs' two wins against the Minnesota Timberwolves and Chicago Bulls, be discussing Luka Doncic's progress through the first three games of the season, I'll give you an injury update, and we'll preview tonight's game in Atlanta. Mavs are now sitting at 2-1 and one on this season after losing that home opener against the Phoenix Suns. They went out and grabbed a win against the Timberwolves for their home opener earlier this week. They were able to win that game 140-136. to Timberwolves did not have Jimmy Butler in this lineup. Harrison Barnes, Devin Harris, and Dirk were out for the Mavericks. The Mavericks gave up 46 points in that first quarter and were still able to come back and win that game late. The Mavs shot the lower shooting percentage. However, they did win the rebounding and turnover battles. Dennis Smith Jr. came up big time late in that game. He was able to hit a game winner with six seconds left. It was an and one over D. Rose. He made a nice step back mid-range jumper at the top of the key and knocked it down. And on the follow-through, he was able to create some contact with D. Rose. He would knock down that free throw, and the Mavs would go on to win their first game of the year, 140-136 to over Minnesota. Then on Monday night, we saw the Mavs and Bulls square off in Dallas. The Mavs won that one, 115-109. to 109. Barnes, Harris, and Dirk still out. I'll update you more on that later in the show. That was a back-and-forth game. No one was leading by more than five until the fourth quarter. And then the Mavs just sort of pulled away there midway through the fourth. Around that nine-minute mark, they seemed to go on a run and were able to pull away. The Bulls sort of came back within that last minute. Um, there was just some garbage time points that took place. It wasn't really that stressful for Mavs fans watching. You kind of knew that the Mavs were going to come out on top in that game, and that's exactly what happened. DeAndre Jordan made history. He became the first Maverick in over two decades to get three double-doubles to start the season points and rebounds. He's been a beast for the Mavs so far, and it's looked to be a good pickup. He signed that one-year deal this offseason, and he's delivered so far. He's been worth every penny of that big deal that he got. Hopefully, he's someone I would love for them to bring back. I don't see them getting a bigger name free agent in this upcoming free agency class. If somebody comes up or is available, Obviously, it's worth looking into, but I think the Mavs need to plan on keeping DeAndre long-term because he's proven that he can be a beast, and Carlisle has shown that centers with his skill set will flourish in that offensive and defensive system that Carlisle has set in place. The Mavs have been outshot percentage-wise in every game so far this season, and the Suns, Timberwolves, and Bulls, that's something that's going to need to change One bright spot the Mavs had shooting-wise against the Bulls was that they did shoot better from the line than the Bulls did. They had a great game from the free-throw line going 20 of 21 from the charity stripe. They were also able to win the rebounding and turnover battle again. And as I said, DeAndre Jordan has just been dominant in the paint and has been great for the Mavs up to this point. But shooting-wise, the Mavs need to improve their three-point shooting. Their field goal percentage has been streaky. And while the numbers themselves aren't exactly horrible, it's the fact that their defense is allowing other teams to shoot at such high clips. That's something that the Mavs need to work on. I mentioned that in the last episode, that perimeter defense is going to be a point of emphasis for the Mavs this season. It's a place that they need to improve, whether it's training their own guys or bringing in personnel that have that specialty, because right now, On the wing, they're showing problems of not being able to close out on shooters and get defensive stops when they need it. I want to focus now on Luka Doncic. 
He's played three games now in his very young NBA career. That first game was rough. He only shot 5 of 16 from the field, 0 of 5 from deep, 0 of 2 from the line. They lost. Uh, The number one pick, DeAndre Ayton, looked miles ahead of him in terms of talent and the ability to play in the NBA. But in Minnesota, we saw things sort of click for him. He did have 26 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 assists. He shot 8 of 16 from the field, including 4 of 9 of deep and 6 of 9 from the free throw line. He did, however, have 6 turnovers in that game against the Timberwolves. And then earlier, this past Monday against Chicago, he had 19 points, 3 rebounds, 6 assists. His best passing game, I think, of this season. His best ball handling game, too. He had the lowest amount of turnovers so far that he's had this year at 3 I think three might be sort of where you see Doncic stay at for a majority of the year. It's going to be a learning curve for Doncic. He loves having the ball in his hands, sort of dancing around with it and making flashy passes. And sometimes there's just going to be a little miscommunication and he may lose the ball in offensive sets. And that's something that we're just going to have to be okay with here early on in Doncic's career. Some other things that we've seen from him over the course of these three games that while those turnovers have been a problem, you can see that the IQ and ball handling is where we expected and what we wanted to see from Doncic. He has the right idea. Sometimes his ideas are so good that the other teammates around him don't exactly know where that pass is going and it can cause problems. And I think that's something that will improve throughout the course of the season and as that chemistry builds up and where Doncic knows players are going to be and what spots they go to, he'll be able to find them there once they sort of find that rhythm later on in the season. His shot has settled in after the first game. I don't think it was a cause for concern, but seeing him shoot so poorly was a little disappointing after all the hype that Doncic had coming into the year. So it's been nice to see him have two solid scoring performances, shooting efficiently while also still getting other teammates involved. Seen a lot of hockey assists from Doncic. He's been driving in. The defense will collapse. He'll kick it out to an open man, and the ball will sort of swing around the perimeter to find the open shooter. He's not going to get anything in the box score for it, but he a lot of times, even if he's not getting an assist on that box score, he was able to lead that offense to get that open shot and find the shooter to knock it down. It's been great to see him just run that offense and work through it. Defensively, however, that was the biggest concern for Luka coming in. And a lot of it was, is he going to be fast enough to keep up with guards out on the perimeter? But Carlisle has actually been starting Doncic at the four spot. Even though he's been playing out on the wing more offensively, He's been starting at the power forward position and has been matched up against some bigger guys, and that's been the defensive problem. It hasn't been his perimeter defense. It's that you see that he needs to add muscle and be willing to get physical in the post. He's only 19. He's going to fill out over time. I mean, shoot, you look at someone like Giannis Antetokounmpo, look at him coming in his rookie year, and then um, how muscular and strong he is now. That's something that will develop over time. But right now, he just doesn't have the muscle to play down in the post. And I also don't think um, mentally he's got the right attitude. I think he knows that he's going to get beat a lot of the times and just sort of gives up. Um, When larger opponents get switched onto him, he sort of just lets them do their thing down in the post. He doesn't play physical. He doesn't get close. He's not trying to keep him out of the paint. He just sort of lets him do the move. And he hopes that he can get his hand in his face. But when you're facing NBA talent... And you're two feet from the rim, just putting a hand on that shooter's face isn't going to do much. They'll most likely knock that down. He needs to be more physical down in the post. 
One more offensive thing that I really like from Doncic is that he's just extremely shifty. His ability to change gears, even though his top gear isn't the most explosive, that really creates the space that he needs to work his offensive game. Just seeing him go grab a rebound, push it up, and you can see him sort of change speeds three or four times in one transition opportunity, and he just makes it look so smooth. It looks like he knew from start to finish how that play would develop, but at the same time, you know, he's out there improvising and just rolling with the flow of the game. So his IQ, like I mentioned before, is just off the charts for a 19-year-old who hasn't played really um, American talent like this. Obviously, being overseas in Europe, there'd be some um, American-born players and former NBA players, but it's a different league in the NBA. And I think through three games, he's done a good job of adjusting and showing that that offensive IQ does translate to this game. want to take a moment now to update the injury status for the Dallas Mavericks. Harrison Barnes and Devin Harris won't be playing this week. We won't see them until Sunday against Utah at the earliest. Coach Rick Carlisle still has yet to give a definitive answer as to when those two will see action, but we do know it will not be any time this week. Dirk, however, will be out for the remainder of the month. They have no rush to get him back. He could play. There's a a two-game homestand against the Knicks and Wizards during the first week in November, I believe the second and the sixth. It's possible he plays one of those games in Dallas, but for the month of October, they've said they shut him down. He's out there practicing, getting shots up, but he won't be ready for games anytime this month, and we're going to have to wait till November to see him back out on the court. Big game for the Mavs tonight in Atlanta. Luka Doncic and Trey Young are going to be squaring off for the first time since the trade. Luka so far this season averaging 18 points, 4 rebounds, and 6 assists on the season. Trey Young, 23 points, 3 rebounds, and 8 assists. Both have looked very well through the first few games of the season. Remember that Luka was the third pick in the draft. He was traded from Atlanta to Dallas in exchange for Trey Young and a protected 2019 pick. Both these players have looked really good early this season. Trey, obviously his numbers stand out a bit more. He's been explosive. He's coming off a 35-point game and 10 assists game against Cleveland, which was huge for someone so young to be putting up numbers like that. That is was that was, excuse me, just a hot game really against a bad Cleveland defense. Lucas struggled one game and is still finding his rhythm. Considering the 35-10 game, that will be an outlier in terms of his per-game numbers this season. And I'd say they've actually been performing at around the same levels uh, in terms of their meeting, sort of what that average play is from them. I'd say they've been about at that same level. I hope that we won't need to compare them past this season. Um, I hate the fact that people seem to think there needs to be a winner. I think that they can both be great and not get constantly compared. I understand why they get compared so often because of that trade that went down. But hopefully sort of after this rookie season, there won't always sort of be a Trey Young versus Luka mentality. I think both are such, they're really different in how they play the game, even though they're both ball handlers. And I think it's unfair to compare the two just because they're so different. But it will be exciting to see them go up for the first time against each other it will be a great game hopefully Mavs will be able to get the win they should be able to I got them winning by about 10 um, just because Atlanta is really one of the worst teams in the league the talent they have around Trey Young is pretty minimal meanwhile the Mavericks will be doing their best to compete for a bottom seed in the Western Conference playoffs 
I think that you'll see Dallas coming out on top tonight, but the energy in the building is going to be great, and hopefully both Trey Young and Luka Doncic can put on a show. That game will be at 6 o'clock on ESPN being played in Atlanta. I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of Victory Ave. We'll be releasing new episodes every Wednesday here on the My Team, My Voice podcasting network. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Republic. We have all of our episodes up on there. So until next time, sports fans rejoice. This is My Team, My Voice.